Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable, and that's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back, and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere right in the middle of Sweden. One of the reasons why I'm here is that we are filming an eight-part DVD series. If you've been following us for any amount of time at all, you'll know that I'm often traveling around the world just with a recorder and doing these random podcasts on the field. On the field like I am right now, not in a recording studio, not sitting in a sterile environment doing professional recordings where we have uh, editors and and professional production managers that's able to cut and paste and do all of the stuff that most podcasts have. For us, we try to bring you, the listener, you, the supporter, you, the partners of Back to Jerusalem, with us as we're on the field. That prompted us to do this eight-part DVD series where we basically start in Jerusalem from Acts chapter 1 and from the very minute that the Great Commission leaves the lips of Jesus, we begin to follow it from Jerusalem and as the the, the gospel spread uh, into Asia Minor, into Europe, into Africa, around to the Americas and where we're at today in Asia. One of the things that we have found exciting in the process is that in the book of Acts, we see the gospel go all the way from Jerusalem to Europe. We cross over from Traus into Greece and then from Greece over to Rome and we're following in the footsteps of Paul. However, that area that Paul impacted only went so far in the continent of Europe. It was those disciples afterwards that continued on with the good news of Jesus Christ, taking it to the ends of the earth. Today, I'm sitting in the middle of Sweden, where the gospel changed not just the European continent, but also the northern part of Europe in Scandinavia. And when I come to Sweden, I'm just, I really am blown away because... When I look at Denmark, Norway, Iceland, Finland, and Sweden, all of those nations have a cross on their flag. Another country that is also like that is Britain. Now, a lot of people, when they think of Britain and they think of the flag of Britain, like this, this symbol of Britain, they, they see the Union Jack, this red, white, and blue uh, flag, but actually the, the the flag for England is this white banner with a red cross. So when you look at um, Norway, Finland, Sweden, uh, Iceland, as well as England, all of these nations have a cross, kind of a banner for the gospel, if you will. So they're all connected in this unified vision for following after Christ as a nation. Think about that. Think about Europe 
as a continent, has there has there been any other um, areas of the world that has had as much impact for the gospel as the continent of Europe? I mean, after the gospel went from uh, Jerusalem into Europe, we see this these these years of um, it, I would have to say blessings. What was it? Was it uh, hit by curses of um, disease? Absolutely. Can we find horrible wars, death, and killing in Europe? Absolutely. But there has been this journey that we can follow in. Europe, where God has led people to him and kept them so close. And they've had so much of this fervor to take the gospel. But today, when I'm doing this podcast, I'm moved. The reason why is because I'm sitting in a graveyard. And the graveyard is outside of a church, like most churches here in Europe. I've always found it a little spooky. I, I don't know if, if if you've ever found that or not, but that when you walk into a, a church that has a graveyard out front, it seems to be out of place. I like the more modern churches that you find in Hong Kong or in America, where when you go to them, they look maybe like these fancy airport hangers, these large venues that can fit a lot of people, and they, they have amazing songs and sermons, and outside are just these big paved parking lots. But today, as I'm sitting in this graveyard outside of this old church right in the middle of Sweden, I thought to myself, what a different view when you go in to worship the King of Kings. Before you do that, you are reminded of how short life actually is. You are reminded of death. I'm thinking of the, the, the author of the Songs of Solomon when it says that there's a time for joy and a time for sorrow, a time for living and a time for dying. Sometimes in uh, the more Western church venues, I can be caught up in the rapture and the joy of serving after Christ. But there is something to be said, to be reminded that we are only in this world for a very short amount of time. Which leads me to a question that I would like to ask you. Think about the church that you go to. When you are caught up in the joy of praise and worship, are you excited to be there in the presence of God? And if you are, don't you want to remain there? What better reminder for us to know that this blessing, that moment when we were in praise and worship, that was only for a small fragment of time. That was only for a a blink of an eye in our lives. To be reminded that you only have a couple years, a very short amount of time, like like, like the fog in a mirror, like the mist on a ground, like the shadow from the sun. You will soon disappear from this earth. You only have a short amount of time to share about what God has done in your life and to share with those who have never heard. Whether you participate in supporting those who go abroad or whether you go abroad yourself, you have a part to play. It can so easily, and here I'm just talking about myself, I think it can be very, very easy 
to be in those amazing services where we have the very best praise and worship, the very best instrumentalists that our day and age can provide, individuals who have vocals that can raise the roof and and, and make every single uh, fiber in my body tingle with goosebumps. It's very easy in those moments to forget that I will soon leave this earth. Now, it, for a 20-year-old, it may not seem to be very soon. For even someone that might be in the middle of their life in the 40s or 50s, it may not be very soon. But when somebody has lived 90 or 100 years and look back on their life, you always hear them say, Wow, that was so fast. Where did the days go? If you are able to walk and talk and you have energy, use it for the kingdom of God. Use it to share his gospel. Use it to carry out the great commission, the very last command that he gave to his disciples. And as I'm sitting here in front of this old church in the middle of Sweden, I am reminded, not by the church, but by the graveyard, that this might very well be my last day. I never know when the Lord is going to call me home. I never know when he's going to return. He will return back like a thief in the night. That is what he promised. My tomorrow is not promised to me. I might be in a car wreck. I There is a family member. I don't know if my family listens to these podcasts or not. But there is a, there is a family member. Um, that I have it's a it's a distant aunt and they have a relative now in my family I'm not always sure who I'm related to and who I'm not related to my aunt by marriage I think is related to this other lady that I've been following very closely for the last couple days on Facebook they may be good friends or they might be related I'm not sure if they are related then I'm related But a young man, younger than me, completely healthy, newly married, comes and says hello to his family, leaves, goes back home with his young wife, walks into the door, and falls dead from a brain aneurysm, a blood clot in his brain. Happened just like that in a matter of moments. His life was snuffed out. He's gone. I'm sure he never saw it coming. His wife never saw it coming. His family surely never saw it coming. We only have a small amount of time to take the gospel to the ends of the earth. And I have to say, there is something to be said about that kind of reverence. When you walk to church every single week and cross through the middle of a graveyard. Just something to think about. Thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, and I'm coming to you live on delay from a graveyard in the middle of Sweden. God bless you. I'm Eugene Bach, and I'm coming to you with a little bit of a Back to Jerusalem emergency. 
we need your help. For those of you that are able to help, if you are retired or you are a student or you are finding yourself right now with a vision to serve in missions, we need you. Today, Back to Jerusalem missionaries in China are training people that are going to the field between China and Jerusalem in the 1040 window. Many of those students are learning English as their second language, and if you speak English, we need your help. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably speak English. For those that are willing to make a six-month commitment or a one-semester commitment, we will provide housing and air tickets once you pass a very simple background check and sign a confidentiality agreement. The schools are underground house church schools, and they desperately need your partnership today. This is a offer that we are giving out, sending out for the very first time because we are in an emergency situation where we have missionaries that are ready to go. They just need help. We can arrange all of the logistics to get your visa, housing, and transportation if you send me an email at sinobach at gmail.com. S-I-N-O-B-A-C-H at gmail.com. Again, you can send me a message to my email at S-I-N-O-B-A-C-H at gmail.com. Thank you for praying about this, and thank you for partnering together with Back to Jerusalem. God bless.